Michael, I know that Christmas has already come and gone. We are recording this on the 2nd of January. However, I just got one last Christmas miracle. Would you care to guess what the Christmas miracle was? Did you like sit down at your computer and nothing was broken? Uh, fair. You're, you're actually closer than you think. Okay. I, uh, I decided, you know, to get ready for, I shouldn't say I decided, you know, as per usual, I got ready for analog, mm-hmm. and, you know, just a few minutes before we sat down to record and I started opening audio hijack and this and that and the other thing. And I opened discord and I opened discord, oh, Mike. Yeah. I did not have to log in again. Incredible. It is a Christmas miracle, baby. No, Who'd have thunk great. it? It's look at amazing. us. Look at us go. You could you could check it more than once a month, and then it wouldn't be so much of a problem for you. Because I never have this issue because I'm on Discord That's every true. day. The funny thing is, as much as I'm snarking about this, I know that the Relay Discord is legitimately and genuinely hopping, a hopping wonderful. And it's a wonderful community, and it mm-hmm. is popping off 24 hours a day. No, it, it is both. It is both hopping, popping, and banging. That's like <laughs> all the time. Would you say it slaps, Mike? I would not say that. <laughs> I was very clear. Uh, I would not say anything else. Uh, but anyways, I should pay more attention to it. It's just, it's overwhelming. There's so much going on always. And I feel my, my, my yes. natural completionist uh, tendencies are not compatible with no. Discord. Well, I mean, what you should do is, like, there is an actual channel called Discord, Discord 101 that like mm-hmm. gives you some ideas about how you can use it. There's a lot of stuff in there too, right? Of course, as there tends to be with these sure. things. But my recommendation to you is just mute the channels you're not interested in. Yeah. So you don't want keyboards, mute keyboards, never see keyboards again, you know? And mm-hmm. you don't you don't want to improve your fitness or your health, boom, go off it goes. <laughs> Development, who needs it? A bunch of nerds, get rid of that one. You know? Just go like go through them and then you just end up with the vehicles channel and the live stream channel. Right. That's go. all you you're need. You're ready to go. <laughs> Well done, sir. Uh, well, happy New Year to you, Mike. Uh, and, and Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, yeah. How did you, How did you spend the last couple of weeks? Where have you been all over? I think right. Uh, well, last couple of I've been in the motherland. I took a trip to the motherland, back to Romania. So where we spent mm-hmm. Christmas, and it was really good actually. Uh, I wasn't expecting much from the trip, which is just because some there was some like differing family plans, which meant it was just going to be me and Adina and her mum. Mm-hmm. And so I was expecting it to be pretty chill. Uh, plus, me and Adina decided just like we're moving around and just a bunch of other stuff. We weren't going to go big on gifts this year, so like just overall chill Christmas. Um, yep. And it ended up exceeding my expectations because we 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 did most of for what we knew as well. Like none of our friends were going to be there; they were all going to be going to their respective hometowns. Mm-hmm. But then someone's plans changed. I think, and there was one couple who. I really enjoy spending time with. I hadn't gotten a lot of time to spend just with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they ended up coming over for Christmas Day. And we met them oh, nice. for brunches and stuff a couple of times during our trip. So that was really good because I felt like I was able to build a better relationship with those two, which mm-hmm. I loved, actually. That was really, that was like the nicest part of the Christmas break for me was that. Um, and then, you know, do you want to know some weird Romania stuff? <laughs> sure. Always, there's always things popping off. <laughs> Uh, and this time, uh, it, it was a lamb. There was a lamb, um, lamb stuff. So we're on a train. Bucharest has an awesome uh, underground transit system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me a lot of uh, the New York subway. Okay. In all of its good and bad <laughs> like it looks like it like the chairs are plastic the trains are silver right. you know so it looks like yep, it yep, yep, yep. Um, it's also 
uh, incomprehensible to understand what platform you need to be on at any one moment, <laughs> which is my experience at the New York subway. It's which, not incomprehensible, but I will concede it is, it is no, not. No. It Casey, is not very Casey, obvious. it's incomprehensible. It's like, oh, you need to be on this platform, which doesn't have any signage. I was like, oh, sorry, you got on the express train. You're going to Brooklyn now. It's like, yeah, oh, great. Yeah. Like, no, the, the New York subway, bad. The only good one. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going for it. The only good one is our one. And anyone coming to uh, London in July will get to experience it because we have the best underground transit system, bar none. New York subway is good because you get to go around Manhattan, right? Which is awesome. I love that it's available, but it's impossible to use and the maps don't make any sense. Oh, it's not so bad. Fun fact, just mm. to uh, piggyback on this very briefly. Uh, July 7th of 2011, you you are not receiving any demerits for not knowing about this. I don't think you knew about me at this point, but July Probably 7th not. of 2011, I wrote a Tumblog post about how you navigate and ride the New York City subway, yeah, which see, is hilarious. Thing is, thing is, you wouldn't need one this long for the London Underground. <laughs> the fact that you <laughs> needed fair. to write this is like, yeah, exactly, because you don't fair. understand how it works. Like, let's look at this map. Oh, the map doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah, sorry. And it's like, oh, how do? What do you want to call your stations? Just a bunch of numbers. Like that. That will work. <laughs> oh, good, good. That's easy to remember. Well, it's numbers based on what what street you're on. That does uh, that I actually can defend. Almost nothing else I can defend about the New York City subway, but that one I actually can I can defend. But nevertheless, I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, you, again, no demerits issued for you not having remembered this. You know I'm the king of issuing demerits for not remembering blog posts for 40, from 45 years ago. But this I'm surprised was, you remembered this. Yeah, actually, that's fair. It's either that or I would have written the same post four different ways. That's it's typically also how funny it goes to me it. that like you this just exists and like you didn't move this content somewhere else yeah you know it's like a uh, moment in time right mm -hmm. and that's that uh but no i i totally agree with you and i probably should do something with it i'm pleased you've done this you know like you've helped people because like otherwise it's impossible i don't really know why this is happening by the way like this wasn't planned yeah that's fine we just move on yeah <laughs> from fair this. enough uh, so, so, so you're on we're the subway, on the subway and we sit down and I look to my right and there's a guy with a duffel bag and there's a lamb in the duffel bag. A live that lamb. That is unexpected. With a little collar on. And it's very confusing to me. Um, me and Adina had differing opinions about this lamb, about what this lamb's fate was. <laughs> oh, no. uh, mine was more positive. I, I thought that this maybe was going to be a lamb that was going to be part of like a nativity or something. Adina mm -hmm. did not think that. You know, well, you said it. it had a collar. It had a little ribbon, maybe. Oh, I don't know what you know. But anyway, the, then a couple of days later, we're in a coffee shop, and uh, there's a lamb walking down the street. <laughs> What's the same one? I don't know. I, I, in my mind, yes, it was the same lamb, but I don't <laughs> know it was the same lamb. My brain now like remembers. So I, I took a picture of the well, Adina got a picture of the lamb, and I put it on Instagram. And that you'll see the lamb uh, has like a little red ribbon around its neck. Now, I'm not sure if I'm remembering the original lamb did have that or if it like it's a false memory. But in my memory, mm -hmm. the original lamb on the train also had uh, a little red ribbon around its neck. But that could just be one of those things that my brain has decided, you know, I do. I do. Oh, that's very good. So that was that was real. That was like my weird Romania thing. Uh, of this trip there's always something <laughs> and this was it and this was truly 
this was maybe my favorite one. That there was just a, there were lambs, just live lambs roaming the streets of Bucharest. And someone in my Instagram comments uh, said, "Oh, I I've seen that lamb. <laughs> I'm in Bucharest right now, <laughs> and it's still there." So this is like a couple of days later. So That's this incredible. lamb is now the king of Romania. I think that that tracks. Mm-hmm. That stands up. It's a lovely uh, collar it has on. It's Little a very good ribbon. looking lamb. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, so, it's very clean. It's, it's you would, and I hope that it's the king. Uh, so yeah. yeah, it was. But Christmas was really good. We had a lovely time, uh, and we had a good New Year too. Um, I, we had a good dinner in Romania, but it's not mine. You know, um, mm-hmm. like Adina's mom does an incredible job of catering to me and to everybody else, and also I prepared my roast potato recipe. Um, which I will also put in the show notes. Excellent roast potato recipe. It's not mine, but it's the one I use. And I made those in Romania, and so that was nice. I had like a touch of comfort uh, with that meal. But I wanted to do an actual Christmas dinner the way that I wanted, so we decided to do it for um, for New Year's. And we had my mum come over uh, for New Year's this year, and I cooked a, a nice dinner for New Year's. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and that was nice. New Year's was really nice. It was nice and chill. Ah, that's how I am for New Year's. I, I understand. I understand the the want and desire to let your hair down, you know, and party <laughs> on New Year's, but I much prefer chill New Year's. Mm-hmm. I don't like to celebrate in that way evenings that have too much pressure associated to them. I'm the same with my birthday. Like I don't want to mm-hmm. go out on mm-hmm. my birthday. Right, like at most, I want just a nice meal, but I also right. don't want a big group because when you start putting pressure on these things, people could start letting you down, and it hurts more. Or you could just have an okay night, and then you're like, ah, oh, but it was my birthday. So like, I'm the same with New Year's. I like to enjoy these things when there isn't that like the pressure of you must be having a good time. So you like a less premeditated version of this? Yeah, well, just, just when there are, the you. expectation isn't there. Right, mm-hmm. that like just inherently because of the fact you are celebrating this thing, you must be having a good time while you're doing it. Yeah, Which I get that. To me, doesn't like the best like nights out with friends that I've had in my life have, have been random. You know, it was just like this yep. night so happened to be incredible. Instead of like, oh, do you remember that New Year's? So that's that's where I am. But anyway, how was your Christmas and New Year? <laughs> Uh, it was good. It was good. Um, it was a little a little tough in terms of schedule because the kids got out. I think their last day of school was the 21st, whatever the Thursday before Christmas was, which was fine, except that didn't leave a lot of time to like lead into Christmas. You know what I mean? Like there was mm-hmm. it was like, OK, school's over. Hey, now it's Christmas time. And that was a little bit of a bummer. But we did do a lot of fun stuff um, over the last couple of weeks, um, including, you know, actually even potentially before we last spoke, uh, we went to a very fancy uh, Christmas brunch at a uh, hotel downtown that's one of those like, eh, we'll do this once every five to 10 or maybe once per lifetime because it was, you know, obscenely expensive and and way too hoity-toity for my general preference. But as a once in a while thing, that was fun. Uh, we did a tacky light tour, which I think we've talked about many yep. times on this program. Uh, but this year, we did it differently. Uh, our our family and a handful of other families that we really enjoy all pooled our money to buy or well, rent or hire in your terms, a party bus. So this is like a small yeah, bus, um, kind of like a tall limo is another way of looking at it. 
And, you know, we got on the bus and we toured around and looked at the lights. And um, that's a good and, idea. Yeah, it's again, it's one of those things where I think if you were to do it every year, it would be less enjoyable. But as a every few year sort of thing, it's a lot of fun. And is this the one where you can tune into like a radio? Like, some of them are like that. So houses. certain houses will be synchronized to um, synchronized to music. Some will not. Uh, but either way, th- this time it was less about seeing the houses, which we did see some you know really beautiful houses and, and really incredible Christmas lights. But this one, the the experience was, or the the event was more about the experience and like being with your friends and so on and so forth. Whereas you know if just us, if just the four of us go and look at tacky lights, darn it, we want to see some lights. You know, <laughs> whereas yeah, yeah, this yeah. was like we're going to be together hanging out and then occasionally we'll be distracted in a happy way with Christmas lights. And so that was a lot of fun. Uh, for Christmas Eve Eve, we went to my parents who live very close, uh, about a little less than an hour's drive and spent some time with them, which was very chill and very nice. And then uh, a few years ago, Erin put her foot down and I think she was absolutely right to do so and said, you know what? I want to wake up in my house on Christmas morning. And this started around the time that Declan was, you know, no longer a lump and, and actually a person. And that's been going ever since. And so Christmas Eve, about midday, maybe early afternoon, we came home from mom and dad's. And just kind of chilled the four of us and had Christmas together. And that was, again, just the four of us. And that was really lovely and very chill and very mellow. And then for New Year's, um, we had a couple of family friends over. And again, mostly chill, mostly mellow. And I'm with you. There was a time in my life where I wanted to let my hair down and go party and get ridiculous. And that time in my life has long since passed. So I get get such bad hangovers now. Like, yeah, yeah. like uh, getting older sucks on New Year's. Like throughout the whole evening, I maybe had like, you know, it's like afternoon and evening, say like three or four glasses of champagne mm-hmm. and one margarita. <laughs> it is nice. the second of January. I'm still hungover. I'm still, oh, I'm gosh. still not feeling right. I'm still not feeling yeah. right. It's like I still have the feeling that I know I had alcohol. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was very, like you were saying, you know, very mellow Christmas, very mellow New Year's and in a good way. I mean, I think it was, it was nice to be able to slow down and just chill. And the one nice thing about, you know, the, the, I was complaining a moment ago about how we didn't have a lot of lead up time to Christmas. Well, the good news is it's currently January 2nd as we record this and the kids don't, don't and it's Tuesday. The kids don't go back to school until what is it like the eighth, whatever this next Monday is. Yeah. The eighth. So now we have a whole week where there's none of the pressure, like you were saying about, you know, birthday and, and new year's. There's none of the pressure of like, Oh, we got to get this done. We got to get that done. We got to do it before Christmas. Got to do it before Christmas. Before Christmas. Ah! You know, now we just kind of get time to be together and just chill and do whatever. And that's kind of nice too. I'd still prefer to have more lead up time to Christmas if I if I could choose, but it is nice having a lot of extra time with like no obligations where you can just let, you know, be a leaf in the wind and see where where the wind takes you. Love it. What else is awesome these days? This episode is brought to you by FitBod. When you want to change your fitness level, it's hard to know how to get started. That's why I want to let you know that FitBod is an easy and affordable way to build a fitness plan made for you. Everybody's fitness path is different, which is why FitBod uses data to make sure they customize things exactly to suit you. Adapting as you improve, so each workout will be challenging while pushing you to make the progress that you want. Superior results are achieved and a workout program is tailored to your unique body, experience, environment, and goals, which are all stored in your FitBod gym profile. FitBod tracks your muscle recovery so you can avoid burnout and keep up your momentum. And it builds your best possible workout by combining AI with exercise science. 
Fitbot have analyzed billions of data points and they have been fine-tuned by certified personal trainers. And you can be sure that you're learning new movements the right way thanks to their more than 1,000 demonstration videos. I love these videos. When I'm learning a new exercise, I want to feel comfortable that I'm learning it correctly and I'm going to do it right. And I love that they not only have the videos, but they're from multiple angles so you can get a good sense for how you should be positioned. Muscles improve when working in concert with the entire muscular system, so overworking some muscles while underworking others can negatively impact results, which is why FitPod tracks muscle fatigue and recovery, the design of well-balanced workout routine, but also the app is mixing up your workouts with new exercises, reps, schemes, supersets, and circuits, which means you're not going to get bored. The FitBod app is easy to use. You can stay informed with their progress tracking charts, weekly reports, and sharing cards. So this lets you uh, keep track of your achievements and personal bests while sharing them with your friends and family too. Fitbod also integrates with your smartwatch and apps like Strava, Fitbit, and Apple Health. Personalized training of this quality can be expensive. Fitbod, though, is just $12.99 a month or $79.99 a year. But you can get started today by going to fitbod.me slash analog. When you sign up for your membership there, you'll get 25% off. So go now and get your customized fitness plan at fitbod.me slash analog. That is fitbod.me slash analog for 25% off your membership. Our thanks to Fitbod for their support of this show and Relay FM. So it is a new year. It's 2024. Mm-hmm. It's funny to me. Like, you know, like people are like, oh, I'm writing 2023 on my checks, you know? <laughs> I've been putting 2024 on everything because my, because the, the, the content that I do starts in like October using 2024, right? So like mm-hmm. the, we do a few things on Cortex. We, I think about this stuff too with upgrade. Like 2024 has been in my mind for like two or three months at this point. So that switch over for me is very natural. I've actually written and said 2024 on a bunch of things before now, like That's in fun. December. Yeah. So I'm totally in the 2024 mindset. But what is your year going to, what do you want? What do you want to get out of this year? Yeah. So I saw this in the show notes when I was prepping yesterday and I'm going to steal a line from your section and I'm going to say that I want this year to be the year of people. And You're stealing totally, my yearly theme. What is wrong am, with you? I am stealing you, have it. You and, even, you know, have you even listened to the yearly themes episode of Cortex? I have. Yes. Okay. And I'm stealing it. I'm stealing it. Nice. I am stealing it unabashedly. All right. Um, Whatever I, I wouldn't say it's my, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's my yearly theme. But it's my it's my hope for this year. Um, just call it a theme, it, Casey. Just lean well, in. Well, just lean uh, in. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, all right. My my thing for this year. That's my Did you my just TH, say thing. I-N-G. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're you're gonna get canceled. I'm gonna make sure this happens. To you. <laughs> in any case, my my theme, I guess, for this year is your people. Um, and I, what I really mean by that is, I hope, and to the degree that I can influence it, I want to be able to make more. Make, make, not, I was going to say make more time, but it's not from a lack of desire. I just, I want to see people, Mike. I want to see mm. people. Um, you know, we spoke last episode about how great it was to, I'm pretty sure we talked about that last episode, how great it was to see Marco for the first time. Yeah, we, we did talk about that, uh, to see Marco for the first time forever. And I haven't seen like any of that group of friends, including you, Mike, in what, four years now, five years now, whatever it's been. Yeah, I had this thought, you'll like this. I had this thought in the shower last night. Hey, girl. Uh, that I have not. I have not seen you since 2019, but most people now, like in my friend group, my close friend group, I have seen, and I think you and Brad Dowdy, like I've not seen the both of you since 2019, which is- It ain't right. And the last time I saw you, which is hilarious to me when you think about it, 
was the fifth anniversary live show. Oh, and that's the true. next time I see you could yeah. potentially be the, the 10th, 10th anniversary, anniversary live show. <laughs> that's a problem. Which is, it's both poetic and terrible all yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just want to be able to see my friends again. And I say that as though, you know, I don't have other friends or that I don't see them or whatever the case may be. But I want to see the friends that I haven't been able to see in five years or what it's, you know, whatever it's been. And I, I just, I miss that so desperately yeah. and I want that to happen. And well, I have a question for you then yeah. on that note. Last year, you could have but decided not to go to the WDC. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Would you change your mind this time? Same circumstances, but this year, no ticket. But Uh, would you go? I don't know. I I was not prepared for this question. Um, Because I thought you were going to say, do you regret your decision from 2023? And I was going to tell you, no, I think it was the right call. Um, I was glad that I wasn't wallowing in everyone else's, you know, fun because that that's what, how I would have handled it because I'm a dummy is right. I would have been looking around at everyone else having fun and going, Oh, um, but, uh, but it would have been straight Eeyore. It would have been WWDC 2023 Eeyore edition. But um, for 2024, that's a really good question. I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like maybe I don't know that I don't think I would. And let me tell you why. I don't think I would because my plan is to see everyone in London or maybe not literally everyone, but a lot of these same folks in London in July. And so because of that, there's less of a need for it. If it wasn't for London, though, I think I probably would. And the good news is, unlike last year, where if I'm honest with myself in 2023, I expected to get a ticket. Like I, I didn't think there was any chance that I wouldn't get a ticket, which was I'm not the right way to handle it, but that's, if I'm honest, that's the way I handled it. And so, um, I think in 2024, my expectations are now flipped where I do not expect to get a ticket and Hey, it would be a great surprise if I do. And so now with expectations set more appropriately, I think I would get, I would go to WWDC just socially if London weren't happening, but with London being a thing, I don't think I will, but we'll see what happens. I would say that, I think you made the right decision in hindsight because mm-hmm. the daytime is there's not really anything happening. Right. And so like one of the things that was very strange last year was like the cafe area of the visitor center is mm-hmm. like closed and it becomes a media area. And if you have a media pass, you can go in there. And so, I was in there a bit while waiting between doing different things or whatever, right? So like I've got a meeting or I've got a podcast or like whatever. And then you just kind of hang around and wait for people to come in and out. But if you don't have that badge, you can't come inside. And so there was like this every now and again, like someone like a a friend or acquaintance might pop up and then people either talk over a barrier or like have to leave the barrier area. It's like, no, you would not have liked that. Nope. Because you would want to be hanging out with your buds and yep. In that instance, you didn't, for some reason, have a media pass, so you couldn't have gone in there. It would have been weird, and you would not have liked it. So if that was still the case, like, if you didn't get any ticket, I don't know if I would recommend you going. And I feel that way for myself, by the way. Like, if I Mm -hmm. didn't get a media pass, I wouldn't go, I don't think. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't even know if, like, I would also say for where I am in my personal journey, it is not a given for me that I will ever go again. Yeah. Like I, I, I have less of a need because I've done it 
right? I've done what I wanted. So now every year I'm going to take it on a case-by-case basis as to whether I'm going to go or not based on whatever the circumstances are at the time. But like where previously it was like, oh, it's just on my calendar, I'm going. But I'm I just, I'm not there anymore. Like I don't, because you don't need, I know I don't need to go to make good content. Right. I don't. And so I can do my job from anywhere. And so I had a really incredible experience. I'm not going to get that again. Like it was lightning in a bottle, right? Kind of thing. Um, so yeah, but, and this is part of the reason where like, it's like, if I don't have a media pass and like, they're kind of, there's nothing there for you. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, exactly. I th- in hindsight, you made the right decision in my opinion. Um, it was tough though. It was, su- it was super tough, but oh, I think, I think it was the right I mean, call. Yeah. If anyone knows <laughs> that feeling, it's me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so. Uh, but yeah, so I, I coming back around, uh, you mm-hmm. know, it's, uh, hopefully in a best case scenario, but there'll be WWDC, but even leaving that aside, um, you know, we're, the list family is kicking around the idea of going to New York, uh, to, to the city for spring break, oh, nice. um, and which if we do, you know, maybe I'll be able to run, you know, hook up with a couple of the, uh, friends that I have there and then London in July, which sitting here now, knock on wood, the plan is, and I'm going to start booking in the next couple of weeks. The plan oh, is for all four of us to go, um, get those bookings in. Yep. You should so, do it now anyway, because the prices will be better right now. Well, that's exactly it. I got to get through summer vacation bookings first because that's more like, which is earlier in the summer for us, um, which I'm almost done with well, that. I'm booking, just thinking because so. pro- it's like January sale pricing. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So I got to get on that no matter how you yeah. slice it. And then I keep threatening Stephen and Mike um, that I'm just going to show up in Memphis in September one of these years. And who knows? Maybe that's this year. We'll see what happens. Well, the planning hasn't begun, but I think I made the point last time. We had a couple cut out of you. So clearly, <laughs> <laughs> the desire to have you around. I know I would right. advocate for you. But That's I genuinely, so, like, I don't think. This is a funny thing, right? Where it's like, podcast design is every year, right? I know it's coming every year. I've got something much bigger in my mind right now for like planning. Not in mm. impact, but just like, we have to plan that live show. And yep. so like that, that's where my mind is right now. Like that is a, a much bigger undertaking because it's just us doing it. And like mm-hmm. we have to make that work where I feel like at this point I'm able to more mentally feel that like all the podcast alone will come together. Like, <laughs> uh, we do like a TikTok, I've noticed, right? Mm-hmm. Um there is there is a TikTok schedule to the podcast alone where we'll do something and then we'll adapt it. And then the next mm-hmm. year we'll do something new. And last year was a which one is the good one? The tickle to talk. I can never remember. I understand say what you're asking me. I can never remember. The tick is the big one. So we did the tick last year, right? Like we expanded what it was. We gave it like a new theme, like the Mike versus Steven. And my expectation is that this will be a, therefore would be a talk year where we are going to adapt on that for this year, which to like for me feels like some of the pressure could be taken away from really needing to, to be heads down on it in June. Mm-hmm. Because I in June I need to be heads down for London, right. and th- I think this is going to hit me more because we have to be. I have to be a bit more involved in a live show plan than I would normally. Like Stephen would handle this, but just based on proximity, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're going to do a little bit more of it. Me, me and Adina is going to handle a lot more of the logistics. Plus, we have to get ready for all these people coming to town. Yep. Where whether we like it or not, 
we're the hosts, like yeah. of the people, right? So oh, very much so. That's gonna be like a, a whole thing. But anyway, we're talking about you, but no, 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 it's all good. It's all good. So um yeah, I hope that you know, uh, maybe we'll do the New York spring break. That one is very much up in the air, but London is not officially booked, but mentally booked, if that makes sense. You know, as far as we're concerned, we're going. We just haven't we don't have any documentation of it yet. And then, you know, the podcastathon, I'm I'm throwing my hat in the ring as, you know, hey, if we can make that work, let's make it work. Um, and and I'm looking forward to that. So that's my main theme slash thing slash idea of the year. But additionally to that, uh, something I'm looking forward to for this year is no new apps. And I say that as though I'm some underscore that's building 35 apps a year, and that's not true at all. But for the last couple of years, I've had something new each year, which hasn't necessarily been deliberate. Like it was, I never never set out to do a new app a year, but it's kind of what's ended up happening. And I'm really excited to not do that this year and instead go digging deeper into call sheet and making yeah, call yeah. sheet better and better and better. And being able to, you know, get that, get, get both more breadth of, of call sheet and start accomplishing new and different, different and interesting things. And also more depth within call sheet of doing, you know, the things I'm already doing better or, or whatever the case may be. And I'm really looking forward to that and really excited to get cranking on that. You know, I've mostly let myself slack for the last couple of weeks and we'll probably do so until the kids are back in school. But starting, mm-hmm. you know, this upcoming week, I plan to be, you know, all in on on trying to crank out new and exciting features for Call Sheet. And I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I guess you have uh, the job this year is to um, convince people to continue subscribing. Exactly. Right. I mean, that in world domination, Mike, but mostly to yeah. keep uh, to keep people subscribing. Yeah, that you get in that big acquisition money. <laughs> I, you know, I got, just the other day, this I probably shouldn't be sharing this publicly, but here we are. The other day, I thought to myself, you know, what if IMDb bought Call Sheet, which will never happen for a thousand different reasons. But like, yeah. would you sell it? How much would you want? What would Everyone's you do? Everyone's got and, a prize. The funny thing yeah. to me would be if you did that, and then your entire marketing pitch for the application originally just comes <laughs> back to bite you, right? <laughs> Where like now, Call Sheet's full of ads and crap. Right, right, right. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, everyone has a price. I'm not going to sit here and say I wouldn't sell yeah. it, but, um, but I, I, it just it was a funny thought exercise, and I, I reached no conclusions, unfortunately. But everybody that runs a business think has these thoughts. Yeah. It's part of what it's like to run a business. You think about it, right? Like, yeah, because it, it, you know, you get to a certain point, and you're like, well, this is just what I'm doing right now. And what if I want to do something else? Well, I can't because I'm doing this thing. It's like, well, the only one a way I could do something else is if somebody just gave me loads of money. How can I get loads of money? <laughs> oh, I could sell. Well, I my could app. sell this thing, right? right like right. It's, this is just like a very normal thought exercise, you know. But it doesn't yep. really mean much of anything. But it is. Yeah. It is a that would be kind of hilarious. I mean, I, maybe it wouldn't be, you know, IMDb. Maybe it would be something. Maybe the the movie database decides that this is going to be their first party app or whatever the case may be. Again, mm-hmm. I, I don't expect any of this to happen, but it would be it would be fun and kind of funny. And I mean, hey, it would just make me mini Marco, right? <laughs> because I, I'm selling something. Uh, yeah, I think I you know. would have the same problem that I expect Relay would have, right? Which is the content. Like you don't own the data, right? Right. In the same as like we don't own the shows, the shows are owned by the hosts. Mm-hmm. So, what would someone be buying? Yeah, and like we have our own technology. Is that interesting to someone? Probably not, right? And that, that and that's kind of where you are too, right? Which is like mm-hmm. I built a really beautiful, really well working front end to, to a uh con like an a a 
movie and TV database because I was mm-hmm. thinking about your you're thinking about your app the other day. Like, it is not impossible that someone else could come along one day with a better data set and you could plug into yeah. that API instead, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. as long as they did a decent job of of creating an API, it's like, well, you've done that part, like you know how to do that part. Um, so that's what you have, but it's like, is that what people want? Do they want just a front end, or do they want the data too? And, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to that. The reason I don't know is because I've never had a conversation like that. Uh, right. But maybe maybe one day. So I'll sell to Spotify and you sell to IMDb. Perfect. I, I think good? that's a win-win. And then we'll, we'll buy an island somewhere and we'll retire next to each other. The funny thing is like whenever I have these little exercises, I'm like, oh, but I'd have to go work at the company and then I'd have to wake up like on their schedule, not on my schedule. I'm not happy about that at all. <laughs> I don't like like the idea of like now I'd have to adjust to a nine to five rather than yep. you know like a ten or eleven to seven and eight. Uh, yep. I don't. I wouldn't be happy about that at all. Yeah, but I mean, if if you're getting them dollar dollar bills or them, none pounds, of that comes pounds. easy though. <laughs> like I know people that have gone through these things, and it's like, oh, we're gonna buy it for this amount of money. Great but you do have to work for us. Okay, fine. And then you're only going to get your money if the thing that you're working on now hits certain revenue targets. Like th- mm-hmm. None of this stuff is ever easy. Like What you're looking for is just someone comes along and they're like, we're just going to give you a bunch of cash, here you go. Rather than, yep. like the, the come work for us model tends to have a lot of potential downside. Like there is, they, the acquirer will do their best, which is their right, and obviously why wouldn't they, to try and find a scenario in which they don't have to give you all the money that they said they were going to give you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a fun, fun uh, fantasy to try to live out in your brain, but do you have an ideal company that would buy it? Like if you were to to pick one, like who would it be? That's a great question. Like, Is there somewhere that you would want to work in theory that it would make uh, sense? Okay. So you're saying more of the, you know, golden handcuffs kind of buy, not a, you know, go retire right now kind of buy. We're playing in this space, by the way, everyone. We're just playing right now. Yep. Yep. Um, Who would I want? I think it would be kind of neat. Even though I don't use Letterboxd and I'm not, I'm not a fan of theirs insofar as I just don't use it. Not that I dislike it. You know, I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not an active fan. But I could see, I think a lot of our um, values seem to align for the most part. This, this is actually a very, I think you have picked a very, very good, that's very good what you've picked there. I think that one makes a lot yeah, of sense. I, I, and they just got bought by somebody. I don't remember who yeah, off the top they're, of Yeah, they're head, owned but. by like some investment firm or something, I think. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I can see Letterboxd as a, um, as a pretty good target. Um, I mean, maybe, like I said, if the movie database wanted a proper iOS. Oh, they're end. owned by the company that owns Castro, Tiny. Ah, okay, there you go. Yeah. Well, today I learned. Well, it's a majority acquisition. Oh, it's, interesting. So I don't think they completely own it, but I think they bought the majority. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, I think, uh, I think, you know, Letterboxd or, or I guess Tiny, uh, I think, you know, the movie database, I don't think the movie database has any money to throw around, but in this hypothetical, I think that could make sense. I mean, I think it would be kind of funny if Amazon slash IMDb bought it. I, I, there's a trillion different reasons why that would never work and it would it's never like, happen. We, we agree but, with you, Casey. Our app right? is bad. <laughs> it stinks. Come can fix we have it. yours instead? Oh, man. Can you imagine? Um, but yeah, I, I think those are the ones that make the most sense. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's all it's all fantasy world, right? And I honestly don't know how I because I, I when I was doing this mental exercising a week or two ago, I was thinking of it in terms of a, go, a gardening leave. You know, here's a pile of money. We're dump, we're backing the dump truck up to the house. We're dumping cash on your on your uh, driveway. 
you just buzz off and do whatever you want. I, mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about it in the more realistic terms, which is what you're talking about of, of like an aqua hire. And I don't know what I would do in that case. And I don't know where I would want to work, but it would be fascinating. I don't know. That, I didn't, that did not go where I expected, but that was fun. Look at us. I, neither did I. It's just these <laughs> things happen sometimes. Look at us. All right. I think that's basically it for me, though. I mean, I, I want to see some people and I want to work on call sheet. I don't think that's too much to ask. This episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Did you know that services like Netflix have different libraries based on where you're located in the world? This means that if you watch Netflix about using ExpressVPN, it's like paying for a gym membership but only using the treadmill. You gotta stretch out a bit, you know? There's so much more available to you in that gym. <laughs> ExpressVPN lets you change your online location so you can control where you want services to think that you're located. ExpressVPN has almost 100 different server locations so you can gain access to thousands of new shows and it works with other streaming services, not just Netflix, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, and many more. This means that if you were to connect to UK Netflix, you could watch The Wolf of Wall Street, which is a movie that I enjoy. If you want to catch up on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, R.I.P. Andrew Barr. Uh, mm. Yeah, sad, sad news. Canada Netflix has that for you. Uh, you could just open the app and then click to connect with, you know, choose a country you want, click once, you connect, you refresh the application that you're in, and it's there and available to you. I do this a lot when I am traveling. Um, so I will say, like, oh, hey, I'm actually in the UK, and then I'm able to connect back to the content that I was watching at home because I might be in the US and Netflix is all different, which is frustrating. But ExpressVPN fixes that. There are so many reasons to choose ExpressVPN. It has blazing fast speeds, so you can stream this content in HD with no buffering. It's compatible with all of your devices, phones, laptops, media consoles, smart TVs, and more, including the Apple TV. ExpressVPN is on Apple TV now. Uh, ExpressVPN encrypts your data as well, which is important, of course. You can make a smart choice and stop paying full price for streaming services and only get access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com slash analog. Don't forget expressvpn.com slash analog and you will get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for the support of this show and Relay FM. So what are you excited about in 2024, Mike? Uh, Vision Pro. Hmm. I'm excited about that. All right, so let me pull on that thread a little bit. I don't mean this to be Debbie Downer. I'm not trying to USA Chanchi here. How do you plan on acquiring one, or do you not? Well, I mean, yeah. They're, the issue is they're not going to have it available in the UK initially, right? But they say by the end of the year. No, they don't say. People have said. Uh, mm-hmm. My goal will be to just go to America and buy one. Like, that is the thought. I don't know if and how that's going to materialize exactly. But there has been rumblings of a few of my European friends who are still taking some lad's holiday to New York or something (laughs) and going to buy them. But I don't know how feasible that actually will be. Like, there are questions that would need to be answered. Like, would Apple even allow it? Mm. Does it work with a non-US... Uh, iTunes uh, oh that's interesting these are questions Mm -hmm. I don't know right Uh, and so my plan will be to do that but otherwise I'll get one as soon as I can but the thing about it is like it's actually not the question I thought you were going to ask me I thought you were going to ask me but like how excited about it are you really well that too none of that matters to me in the sense of like this is a this is in, I've been doing this for 15 years nearly, right? Mm-hmm. This is the first new thing, like 
totally new big thing. Apple Watch is there, but I think at the time, and you know, maybe we can cast our minds back, but I don't think we saw the Apple Watch as a potential computing platform, right? No, no. Love my little Apple Watch, but let's be real. The Vision Pro has the potential, the biggest potential over the time that I have been doing this professionally, to be a new platform. That is just exciting. And talking about it is going to be exciting. Like the event that will probably happen maybe this month, maybe next month, that's going to be exciting. Then it's going to come out. Then it's going to be the reviews. And then there's going to be a whole year of content, new apps, new experiences. Like this is something new and big and meaty. And whether we like it or don't like it, it's not going away in that sense, right? Like it's going to be here with us and we're going to be talking about it, right? Like we're all going to record podcasts with it on. And it's like, it's going to be like a fun (laughs) time. And that's what I'm actually excited about more than anything. Like there is a good mine of content in this right and like i know this to be the case because i i mentioned this recently to a friend i have not dined out on 30 minutes more than my experience with this at wwdc (laughs) i had 30 minutes with it and i have been talking about it for like nine months at this point however long it's been six months yeah yeah and it's still like a relevant conversation to be talking about right like those 30 minutes that i had people still want to hear about it and like, and I can still talk about it and talk about my experiences of it. So if you think about like what it's going to be like when we all have them and what that's going to be like, you know, talking about this experience, that experience, this works for me, this doesn't, using it here, using it there. Oh, this new app came out. It's changed the way I think about this thing. Like that is what I'm excited about. Like that's what we have available to us. And what I am super pleased about is that all signs point to this conversation will begin within the next two to three months, max. So that's like the whole year, right? Like in the time where we usually have nothing to talk about, March to June, we will have so much to talk about. So like, I feel like this is going to be a very fun, weird and interesting year in our space because of this product. Yeah, I I agree with that wholeheartedly. And um, I, I don't know what it's going to look like when it lands. I don't know if there's going to be only three people that are capable of buying it much leaving aside, you know, willingness that maybe they don't, they've only, they're only selling them in like Times Square and LA or something like that. I mean, who knows? Um, But one way or another, I think you're exactly right that there is a lot of content that will come out of this. Uh, Hopefully less of it is speculation, more of it is experience, but even if it's speculation, you know, I think, or informed speculation, I think even that can be interesting and fun. So, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what, where it lands. Let me just put in a quick, it would be a remiss not to put in a quick recommendation for, you know, if, if they're sold at all Apple stores, you don't want to be fighting the fifth Avenue Apple store, Mike, you don't want to be fighting the grand central. No, I've already had this thought. I know what you're going to say, like come to Virginia and like, I understand your point, (laughs) but I got to think about where they're going to have the most. No, that's the, that's the balance you've got. Right. Like, I don't know the answer to this question. Like, you might no, no, be no. right. I, I'm, I'm mostly giving you a hard time, but I, honestly, if I were in your shoes, I would be doing the same math, and I would probably conclude 
that Fifth Avenue or there, you know, or something equivalent is probably the safest bet. That being said, I mean, if you, if you're allowed to do a pre-order and you can say, you know, like like an iPhone, you know, I'd like to pick up at such and such yeah. a store and you know at such and such a time, then it, there's a lot fewer lines here than there are there. But I am mostly giving you a hard time. It's just it just feels like an incredibly complicated scenario where it's like, do you just take a trip to America and try and buy one, or do you make a reservation yeah. then try and book a trip like a right, right, right? It's terrible. <laughs> so. it, it is. It's it's really not fun or terribly fair for anyone that isn't American. And I uh, do, like, again, as much as I'm giving you a hard time, I feel for you. Well, no, I mean, like, look, let's be real. Like, it's just, it is what it is. And it, the sense is like, what I'm doing, people shouldn't be doing. And I'm only doing it because <laughs> I'm. it's professional for me, right? right? But like, the idea of like, oh, you go to America to, like, they can't account for that and they shouldn't account for that. This is just what weirdos like me will do because it will be important for me to have one. Uh, but, We'll see. We'll see how it rolls. Like that's, but that's going to be part of the fun of it all. We're just going to see how it rolls, and some strange things might happen as part of the year of the Vision Pro, whether we like it or not. Um, Indeed. Well, obviously, we've already spoken about it, but Relay Ten is occupying my mind constantly right now. It has been for a long time. I just keep thinking about what the show is going to be like. Like, yeah. The thing that I think about the most is just like walking out onto the stage. Like, mm-hmm. what that will feel like. It's like a th- over a thousand people, like twelve hundred people. Like I haven't experienced. That's double the largest audience I think that I've played to, mm. and just like the sound of those people. Because I'm going to make it abundantly clear in the weeks leading up that if you're going to be at that show, when people go on stage, you need to make the maximum amount of noise you could possibly make. That's not a very British thing to do, though, is it? I thought I thought the British thing to do would just be, you know, like, we kind show of a golf appreci- clap. No, 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 no. We show appreciation for people, especially okay, people fair like. Because, like, for me, I don't know if I'll ever experience that again. Yeah. So yeah. I want to know what it feels like for a mm-hmm. thousand people to be cheering and clapping, mm-hmm. right? Because it's just like, I just want to have that feeling. It'd be like a gift that people can give me. No, definitely. How big is the Hammer Theater? Do you remember offhand? Even just a rough it's like number. It's six fifty. This is like double the Hammer. Yeah, so that's that. The Hammer is yeah. the biggest audience that I've had. I think because mm-hmm. I, I, I think that Relay Five was similar in size. It may have been a little bit bigger actually than Hammer, but like around the same. I don't think it was over seven hundred, but uh-huh. but this is an order of magnitude larger, right? Like this is a, a serious deal of like tiered seating over three levels, right? Like this is, because mm-hmm. as well, it's like in some places you'd go to, like when you play that very large show at that really weird ballroom in San Jose, yeah. mm-hmm. people like spread out, right? Mm-hmm. But in this, it's like everyone is closer to you because they're up rather than just back right. to the side. Yep, 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 right? yep. So like it contains it a bit more. But yeah, it's going to be, so good and like yeah i just keep running it through in my brain some of the things that i want to say if i'll even be able to get them out like <laughs> it's just it means so much to me that it's london like that's the big yep. that in my mind like i know it's a celebration the 10th anniversary celebration and i'm very excited about that but just to me the most important thing is that we are doing a show in my hometown like that is huge to me like my, all my family's going to be there like it's I'm so excited about it. But anyway, we'll get to that later. Um, last few years, we've been going to Disney. We've been to Disneyland like four times in the last four or five years. and <laughs> That's uh, way more frequently than I've been mm. to Disney World. That's incredible. Good for you guys. And we have Disneyland at home. 
So <laughs> this year, I want to go to Disneyland Paris because Fair. we have one that's right. I can get a train to Disneyland and I have yet to do it. And so that is on our plan this year. We're going we're gonna to take a few days at some point and go to Disneyland Paris, which I'm very excited about. They just reopened yeah. like the beautiful hotel. They just like renovated the Disneyland Hotel. And so I want to go stay at the Disneyland Hotel and go to Disneyland. And it will be much cheaper than going to Disneyland in California because... I suspect so. It's just right there. So that's something that we're going to do this year. I'm very excited about that. Um, and then, you know, you mentioned Year of People. Year of People has a different meaning for me than it does for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where the biggest thing for me in the Year of People is... Uh, finding ways to work better with the people that I'm working with and to bring new people into the work that I do to empower me to do different things. Mm-hmm. And I'm really intrigued like, as I'm building out a more of a core team um, within the projects that I do. I mean, a lot of this is touching on Cortex brand more than Relay because we'd already kind of done that a lot more slowly with Relay. Like, me mm-hmm. not really managing ads anymore and we did a lot of this work last year promoting Carrie again and kind of having her oversee that like so which was kind of the impetus of me thinking that I could do more of this and so it will touch on my relay and my podcasting work but I think I have a lot more foundational work to do with Cortex brand than I do with relay because just because yeah. of the way that the companies are and it's a much younger business it's younger. It's not much younger. It depends on where you count. I mean, depending on where you count, Cortex brand is like five years old this year. Golly, is it really? The Holy first smokes. journal was in 2019. Oh, time. How how does time work, Mike? I don't well, get we it. We were really like, it, we were stuck during COVID, right? Like, right. it was not, I don't know if it was really a time to spin up a physical product business. Um <laughs> you know and so i feel like the last year we've been like unlocked a bit more and mm-hmm. and it's it's good and so having people around me is going to help and you know i've mentioned about i have a new assistant and working with her has been super interesting and i think it's going to be very valuable to have someone who just helps me keep track of what i'm doing you know like September, October last year was really rough for me, like work-wise. It just was bad. It was very poorly arranged and not managed well. And there were things that I was doing during that time, which I'd set to do during that time, that could have been done at a different time. And if they were, my life would have been easier. And I mm. didn't think about that because I, I there wasn't someone who was kind of giving a thousand-foot view on stuff. And so like right. – one of the things that I'm working with my assistant is, is what we're calling project air traffic control, which is this idea. Like <laughs> all projects, all ideas funnel through her and then she helps me sketch them out, plan them out, work out where it's all going to go and how it's all going to fit. Um, and uh, my hope will be as we move on, have someone who can then push back on me, be like, bad idea, <laughs> stop doing that, you know? Um, so that totally. all of this stuff is like, I'm really, I'm really excited about my theme this year. Um, I think sometimes these themes come from a place of like something in my life has to change, like something's going wrong, where yep. this one is much more of a, hey, you started doing this thing and it was really good and what if you did more of it? And so like that is a nice, it's nice to have one of those every now and again because it also makes you feel like you're growing as a person. 
Um, themes are very important to me. Obviously, I talk about it a lot. We've mentioned it here a bunch. If you don't know what it is, I'll put some links in the show notes. But the resolutions suck and themes are awesome. And you should do those instead because why set yourself up to fail, Casey Liss? That's true. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Don't set yourself up to fail. Mm. But yeah, 2024. I, this is like, I'm, I'm going to curse it. I'm so excited for this year. Like, I, there are, there's the things that we've got going on. I'm more excited at the start of a year than I can remember being in a long time. That's awesome. For like that, the potential great. of what the year could give. And mm-hmm. like, Relay 10 is one of them. Like, getting to the point where, and like, because we're going to do it in two parts, right? There's the show and then there's the actual anniversary, which is a month later. Mm-hmm. And so, like, hitting those two points, it's going to be so cool that, like, we've been running a podcast business for a decade. There are not a lot of those that, like, no, they're, they're very successful much actual businesses that have people working for them and it provides the living for people, right? Like, that is rare and it will be great to celebrate it. And I think all of you deserve, and us, but especially you and Stephen deserve, and, and Carrie deserve to celebrate it. And yeah, and I think that it's going to be a really great time. Like even leaving aside the weight of it for people like me that still haven't seen many of our friends in a long time, and I don't think I think I'm one of the few that's still in that position. But nevertheless, it's still it's just something to celebrate for all of us, for any of us who have you know recorded a relay show and and have been here for you know several years or in this case in the case of analog for literally the entire run yeah. of relay you know and and i think that's something to celebrate and and especially for the two of us i mean not to make this about me but hey here we are uh, you know it's it's it, i think it's important and, and useful and special to celebrate that uh, what, what were there five launch shows and we you're were the special boy you right? know you were the only one that took a bet on us everyone else yeah. was like get out of here dumb kids <laughs> not that casey list though you know, he knew what was up. He knew what was up. You took the but bet. no, look I mean, you it, it, look at us. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? thought? But, um, look at us now. <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean, I'm 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 excited for it too. Even though this this show is not at all about me, and I'm not trying to paint the picture that it is, it's still to a degree about all of us, and I think that's fun too. It's a celebration of everyone, like yeah, it is. Which is why we want to do it the way we want to do it. And like I know it's complicated because we're on the other side of the ocean to a lot of people, but we want to have as many people as we can come to the show and, and we're going to have a good time. We're going to celebrate everything together. You know, like me and Steven could have had like Jason Snow interviews for an hour. Right. Right. And it could have been that, but it's not what we want it to be right. because we're acutely aware of the fact that it's a large group effort. It's a group effort of the people that run the company. It's a group effort of everyone that's involved. Like all of the hosts It's a group effort for the listeners as well. It's like we, it's trite and you hear it all the time, but I think it is, more true in a business like ours that we can't exist without our audience like it just doesn't work no one's going to pay us right like Mm -hmm. if if we have like a a bad year where everyone stops listening well that's it you know where like with a tv network it's like oh we'll give you one more year right we're going to extend your deal one more year because we believe in the show it doesn't work like that for us like it needs the people and if the people keep showing up then we can keep doing this and it's been that way for 10 years and people keep showing up, and so we keep going. And so it's a yep. celebration of everyone, and so this is going to be so great. <sighs> I'm excited. All right, this episode, I mean, talk about, talk about long term, you know? <laughs> this episode is brought to you by our wonderful friends over at Squarespace. I'm going to be thinking about Squarespace a lot this year because, like, they took a 
they took a bet. Their biggest company to take a bet on us like, when yeah. we launched, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like they have been unbroken in their s- support of the network for ten years. Like, Which they've is really never incredible. taken a pause. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we I appreciate them. Squarespace is the only one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage directly with your audience, and sell your products, services, and the content that you create. Squarespace has got everything you need all in one place. No matter what type of website you want to build, Squarespace has the tools. It's super simple to get started. You just take a look through their beautiful template gallery and you can choose which one works for you. They have designs for every category and use case. Plus, it's very simple to customize your look, update the content and the features that you need uh, to fit your unique circumstances. You can make any Squarespace template do whatever you want so your idea, brand or business stands out on every device. And this is made possible by Fluid Engine, Squarespace's next-generation website design system. It is there to allow you to unlock your creativity more easily than ever before with a reimagined drag-and-drop system for desktop or mobile. You can stretch your imagination online with Fluid Engine. It's built in and ready to go on any new Squarespace site. As is the ability to set up a store of your own, whether you sell physical or digital goods, Squarespace has all of the tools you need to start selling online, built right in and ready to go as is many other features like analytics, where you can learn where your site visitors and sales are coming from, analyze which channels are most effective for you, improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. Squarespace really does have all of the tools that you need to start building your brand, building your business, building your portfolio online. Go to squarespace.com analog and you can sign up for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com analog and use the code analog and you'll save 10% of your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com analog and use the code analog when you sign up and you'll get 10% of your first purchase and show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for their continued support of analog and Relay FM. Yep. Thank you, Squarespace. Mm-hmm. You're the best. You have some recommendations for us? Oh, I do. This Christmas has been the Christmas of Frozen for me. Ah, this is like me and Hamilton. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen Frozen. <laughs> uh, up until watching Frozen 1 for the first time, just a, me- a week ago, I had never heard Let It Go. Really? How? In its entirety. I'd, I know the song. I know it exists. I know the hook, right? But I'd never heard the whole song. Huh. That's wild. I don't know. I just avoided it. But it was a thing I was acutely aware of. Like, I'd hear clips of it and be like, I know what that is, but I know I've never heard this whole song. And mm-hmm. uh, I heard it the way the, the, way the artist intended uh, right. in the movie. Um, watched Frozen 1, loved it. And then watched Frozen 2, loved that. Uh, I just want to say, though, you, I'm sure you've seen these movies oh, yeah, yeah, a million yeah. times. Mm-hmm. And Frozen 1, Elsa's the villain, right? Uh, yeah, I think that's probably fair. I mean, right? like, I know that that's not how it's like, but like, that's what's happening. And, and I've been saying this, it's been like a joke I've been making at home. Where I'm like, it, both movies, every time Elsa does something questionable, I'm like, she's the villain. She's the villain again. <laughs> uh, I'm on team Anna, by the way. I love her. Anna's my favorite out of Elsa and Anna. I feel like she's mm-hmm. a more interesting character to me. Um, cause Elsa's just overpowered. <laughs> Elsa's power is un- just unquestionable. It's too strong. It is. She was she was put into some crummy situations and made. I think she made the best choices. In, uh, generally, I mean, we could tur- we could turn this into a three hour podcast. No, but- I think Elsa makes makes con- consistently bad decisions in the movies. Like 
so if, we'll go to Frozen. I I agree with you for Frozen One, right? It's like mm-hmm. she didn't really know what's going on, but she is doing stuff right. that is like in any other movie she'd be the villain, right? Yes, but, you I know. mean she's certainly the um not the red herring, what the the, the antagonist, or whatever. The, well, no, she's the reason that things are happening, right? Like she is the the the, the vehicle that's pushing the plot forward is her losing her cool and yeah. you know, freezing everything and so on and so forth. In Frozen One, that is spoilers for Frozen One and Two, <laughs> right? right? In this conversation, but yeah, mm-hmm. so like you know, but because like in the first one, she's like causing mayhem, <laughs> right? Right. And, yeah, yeah. But then in Frozen Two, right? So the whole thing about Frozen One is like don't turn your back on me, don't close doors on me, that kind of thing. Like, we're in this mm-hmm. together between Anna and Elsa. Mm-hmm. Multiple times in Frozen 2, she's trying to get away to go and chase down the voice and like Anna's having to like beg her not to. And then she mm-hmm. eventually just does it and it's like, so many times she asked you not to do this. No, oh, that's fair. That's did fair. It. And then like you doing it on your own, you then needed Anna's help, right? Like, where if you you would have just gone together, she could have been with you. But then, like you had to like call out and ask for her help, right? Like, but I like this about the movie. By the way, like I, this is not a criticism of Frozen. Mm-hmm. What I like about Frozen is that the, the characters feel more human than they would normally in a Disney quote unquote princess yeah. movie, right? Um, that they are interesting and they have flaws, and you know the obvious, which is that the princesses just deal with stuff on their own. Yeah. Yep. 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 Right. Um, but I will come back to that point in a minute. Cause I think there's another important point from my own experience. That I think is interesting too, but that's what I like about the movie, but I do find it funny that Elsa's like the problem in all of these movies and she makes really bad decisions. And uh, Adina, cause I keep mentioning this, Adina did, did was like looking it up and Originally, Elsa was going to be the villain. Like that was the original mm. plan when the movie was first coming together, right? The idea of the Snow Queen, which the books are based on, and the movies are based on, like a story, right? right. right? Mm-hmm. And I think like there was a there was a, a version of it where Elsa was the villain, which is like if you think about it now, it's like such a hilarious thing. Mm-hmm. But I was struck by like in watching Frozen One, where it's like how little Elsa is in the movie. Yeah. And then just how big a deal Elsa is. Very interesting. Um, But the point I wanted to come back to, because like, you know, it is obviously the, the, the best thing about the movie is it's love between sisters. Right. So like siblings. And Mm -hmm. even when there is romantic love, it's not the most important thing. And I think they do a really good job in frozen two of putting Anna in a situation where she is separated from Sven so that she just works on her From own. Kristoff. Wait, what you did said I Sven. Uh, Sven, Sven. Sven's the reindeer. <laughs> right. Kristoff, uh, um, yes. And Sven too, sure. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I like that she's separated, right? Because then she she just forges her own path and like he isn't even there to try and help, you know? So like she can just do it. But what I what I take from the movies as, you know, someone who grew up as a boy, uh, I think back to the the princess movies and I didn't really watch many of the princess movies because the characters that I would identify with, like the princes were nothing. They had zero personality. Like they were just, I don't even remember them. Right. Mm -hmm. And what I like about this movie, especially frozen two is that Kristoff 
has his own emotions that he's going through and he shares them. And like Kristoff is the erratic one who is like, <laughs> d- can't work out what's going on and needs help and like, and is allowed to feel something and has such an incredible song, right? Like mm-hmm. Into the Woods is just like yep, yep. amazing. And that mm-hmm. song is just about him dealing with the fact that his romantic relationship is not going the way that he expected. And I just think that that is like such a cool thing in the movie. And so we watched a fantastic documentary on Disney Plus called Into the Unknown, which is mm. a, I think like eight part documentary, 45 minute episodes, the making of Frozen 2, which is fantastic. And one of the things they talk about is like that they wanted to do for the movie was that idea of like giving something because like in Frozen 1 what they did was to give like young girls someone to relate to where they previously wouldn't have had in the other Disney princess movies because of the way that these movies were structured to have it all be just one singular focus of like must find my true love right and so they mm-hmm. by, by focusing around siblings and also about like empowerment and like working out where they want to go, their own path, like it gave them that. But they felt like they did not give something similar to young boys watching the movie right. in Frozen 1. Mm-hmm. And so like one of the things that they were focused on in Frozen 2 was to find that with Kristoff. And, and that's just something that I really appreciated from my own experience with the movie. It's like I feel like it did such a good job of showing that it's okay to have those feelings. So... All in all, though, like just so good. The music is so the music is so good. I've just been listening to the soundtracks now, mm-hmm. um, like all over Christmas break. So good, and like the the so my recommendations are Frozen One, Frozen Two, and Into the Unknown: The Making of Frozen Two, which I would urge anybody to watch because you get to see these people at the top of their game, trying to work out how to make this movie, and it's not working. And th- watching them go through that and like trying to work it out and how they get to the point where like they're really struggling with the final song, mm-hmm. um, Show Yourself. Yeah. Like they struggled so much. To g- have you seen this? That. Have you seen this documentary? No, I'm, I'm aware of its existence, but I have not seen it now. It took them months to get it right. And like it had to be rewritten. They were rewriting big chunks of the entire movie because they oh. couldn't land the song. Like, oh wow, it was, it's wild. Like it's it's worth watching these people and seeing how they get. Like it's just interesting to see how these people like work out these creative issues to try and get to a point where they end up with that. Yeah, and I, I for me like those like into the unknown and uh show yourself are just like absolute bangers because i don't have the the big history of let it go Mm -hmm. like for me those two songs wipe the floor with let it go oh i actually agree with you there i think they're just better songs so much better yep i I would listen to those anytime personally And the whole, um, I, I can't sing to save my life, but the little riff that the um, little spirit does, you know, the little four note riff, I think that's really enjoyable too. Yeah, exactly. That's a Norwegian I, I, singer called Aurora. Yes, I think they I brought that. in mm. to do that, which was really mm. interesting. Uh, and then also the Panic at the Disco cover of Into the Unknown is just <laughs> like, actually it will too. blow your socks off. It yeah, is unbelievable. Is yeah, so I'm, I'm big on Frozen right now, in case you hadn't guessed, I'm, doing, I'm thinking about it a lot. 
So that's, that's awesome. where I am in my life. <laughs> just before we move on, just very quickly, what was the occasion for watching it this Christmas? Like, was there yeah. a small family member that brought it to you, or you just decided now was the time? No, we were in the hotel. We wanted to watch a movie, and we were trying to pick something. And I was like, "Come and watch Encanto again." And it, you know, no, that's like, a great one. Well, because we, she was like, "Well, we just watched last year the live one, which we spoke about yeah. on the show, right?" Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, she yep. was like, "So what about Frozen?" Because Adina's seen it, and I've never seen it, and so I was like, oh, "Okay." And then my, and then my world just changed, you know. <laughs> I love that movie so much, like both of them. Like I love them so much. I feel like I am, but like two weeks away from rewatching both of them at this point. Yeah, and for what it's worth, I don't think this is true in Disneyland, but in Disney World. They they used to have a ride Maelstrom, which was in the Norwegian section of Epcot, um, and or I think Norway specifically. And now, over the, a few years ago, it was redone as a Frozen. I forget the full title of the ride, but it's a Frozen ride, mm. um, and it's really really quite fun and super adorable. Well, I believe Disneyland Paris is in the coming years having a whole Frozen Land. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Something I think that is for some reason specific to Paris. I believe this is a thing that Disney have decided to do where they kind of screwed up with Galaxy's Edge by doing the same thing in multiple Mm -hmm. parks. And I think I've read this somewhere that now they are looking to build more separate experiences in the different parks. Mm -hmm. So so there's reason to go to them. Yeah, definitely. And there's going to be like a big frozen land at, Dis- at Disneyland Paris. So, That's cool. At some point, I'll be able to go and uh, say hi to Sven. You know, I'm sure there'll be a Sven there. I like mm-hmm. Sven. Uh, I did, you know, we, when I was at Disneyland, we were on a, we were on uh, the Alice in Wonderland ride and the parade was coming through and Elsa and Anna waved at us, but at that point, it didn't mean anything to me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> also, Fair like, enough. who'd have thought Kristen Bell? You know what I'm saying? Who'd have thought... I was yeah. so surprised. I had no idea that she could sing like that. Yeah, agreed. Who'd have thunk it? Look at us. But also, like, again, another recommendation. Like, she talks about, like, uh, the next right thing, I think is, like, do the next right thing. Yeah, what yeah. that song means to her and where it comes oh, from cool. is, is so incredible. And, like, you watch her perform it at one point, like, she's singing, she starts crying. It's, like, incredible. So... That's awesome. I, I, Casey, you should, you've should. you got to watch this documentary. I think you would dig it. So please watch it. All right. Will do. All right. I'm done now. <laughs> All right. Just want to make sure. I, wanted uh-huh. to, I didn't want to jump. I didn't want to jump the gun or anything. Um, so we, this is a hilariously bad recommendation that you're going to have to put in a, in a reminder for like December of 2024. But I was looking at Instagram. Um, I don't know. It was like around Thanksgiving, give or take a little bit. And I think it was a reel. I was looking at reels and then I got, you know, uh, one of those interstitial advertisements um, for a Christmas thing. And I was like, okay, whatever. And I think I could tell that the, the URL that the advertisement wanted you to go to was to YouTube. I was like, what? Because normally, you know, they want to sell you something or, you know, oh, go to this, this artist's website and we'll, you can buy the album. Well, this is someone just, do they just like promote in a story, right? So like, right. Yeah. So in this case, it was somebody promoting their YouTube video and their YouTube video. I was getting a lot of weird stuff over Christmas like this too, where it was just like I'm random saying. people's podcasts and stuff. Right. Which normally I am not one to be clicking on those advertisements, uh, particularly 
But I was like, you know what? Let me take a look at this because it, it's what's it going to hurt if I'm going to YouTube? Mm-hmm. It's probably going to just let me watch whatever it is. And sure enough, it did. So what this is, is The Birth of a King live in concert by an artist called Tommy Prophet, which is spelled a little funny. T-O-M-M-E-E Prophet, P-R-O-F-I-T-T. This is why they've got to put advertising against All right? Because who can um, find it otherwise? What a wonderful so this name. So this is... A, I guess he had done a Christmas album um, in 2020. That was most of what you see here. It was not live. You know, it was a recorded album in 2020 or thereabouts. And this guy does mostly like soundtracks and scores and things of that nature. Well, this year, I think a few months ago, or well, 2023, I should say, uh, he recorded that album again with a couple of bonus songs live, you know, with a mm. full choir, a full orchestra, with all sorts of guest artists, um, et cetera, et cetera. And it is incredible. Uh, I absolutely love pretty much every song on this. Now, it's all Christmas music. So, is it original Christmas music? No, no? Uh, not for the most part. It's, like it's covers. mostly covers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mostly covers. Um, I forget what the track list. So, like, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, We Three Kings, Go Tell It on the Mountain, O Come, But it's, all it's you faithful, like carols et cetera, et cetera. more than. than uh, yes. Modern? Yes, I would say that's mostly true. Uh, Mary, Did You Know, which is possibly my favorite Christmas song, is on there, and that's modern. But for the most part, I think the spirit of what you're saying is correct. Um, it is so good. Now, you're not going to find jingle bells. Like, this isn't outwardly religious, but somebody, I don't remember who it was, but somebody pointed out to me, there's no, like, jingle bells or other secular songs on here. It's all fairly religious, but not in the, like, in-your-face way. You know what I mean? It's just kind of in the background there. I am, and I'm not a particularly religious person in general, and I didn't find it distasteful at all. It is so good. This entire concert, my, for my money, uh, the one, two punch of angels we've heard on high into Mary, did you know is so freaking good. And if Hmm. you look at the description, they have links, uh, where you can jump to particular songs again. I know, um, I I know that it's late for this because it's all Christmas music, but it it is genuinely good music and it's done in a very modern way. You know, it's a very modern interpretation of these very, very old songs. And I absolutely loved it. I couldn't stop playing it to the point that the family was like, Oh my God, again, dad slash Casey. (laughs) But it's, uh, it is so very good. Just give it a quick shot. Even if it's not Christmas time, when you're listening to this, give it a quick shot and see what you see, what you think. Cause I, I genuinely think it's just incredibly, incredibly good. Okay. Um, quick, a couple of quick ones, uh, TV related. Uh, we just finished the most recent season of only murders in the building. I still think the first season was the best one, but this is season three, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And it was still very good. And it also features, um, was it Paul Rudd, if I'm not mistaken, uh, mm-hmm. who is one of the, he's just the best. And so, uh, only murders in the building. Very, very good. Still very enjoyable. Uh, I love the chemistry of what is it? Martin short. Um, and who's Steve the other old guy? Steve Martin, thank you. And uh, yeah, hey, yeah, call it like I see it. And uh, it was a Selena Gomez, is that right? Yes. Um, anyways, the three of them are so good. Anybody, you're, you're recommending no, a show you've seen it. three seasons of, you don't know anyone that's in it. Well, because I, I, I have an app for that, I don't have to remember these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, but it's very, very good. And then finally, we are in the midst of watching the final season of Letterkenny. Mm. I'm very sad, but um. It's, it's so far we're about halfway through and it's good. It's not, you know, the best season I've seen, but it's good. I think it's they're, they're I don't know where it's going to end up, but they're certainly setting the they're, they're putting down the the groundwork for where not unlike Ted Lasso did. And so I think I see where this is going to end, but uh, it's good. 
I love Letterkenny. I will always love Letterkenny. It's one of my favorite comedies. And this is the last season. So uh, I'm sad about that. But, you know, you, everything has to come to an end. All good things come to an end. And so Letterkenny is coming to an end. Uh, well, yeah. it, it, strictly speaking, it is over at this point. I just haven't seen the last three episodes. But uh, all done with Letterkenny. And if you haven't given it a shot, you should give Letterkenny a shot. I have not. It's very good. So maybe, it's, now, you, you have to, maybe now it's ending. Now I can... Now, now's the time. Uh, you have to be in the right frame of mind slash you have to have the right kind of humor, which I really do. Mm. But um, it, it isn't for, I will say it's not for everyone. I, I think it can be if you give it a real well, honest chance. But for me, I said Jason likes it. And so like, yeah, that's right. If you like it and Jason likes it, that's, that's like two, I would say different, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. types of people liking it. So of which I enjoy recommendations from both. So mm -hmm. I reckon I'd I'd enjoy it, but it's just not it's just not bubbled its way up. Yep. Yep. Uh I, I think you'd like it in its last season, like I said. Now there's a lot of seasons. I think it's like season twelve or something like that. Yeah. So there's a lot, but each episode is twenty minutes. And okay. typically there's not more than like ten, maybe fifteen episodes in a season, maybe. I mm. mean, I've I've watched the early ones in quite a long time now, but um it's been a minute, uh, but you know, they're, they're really approachable. It's one of those things uh, you don't have to burn the first season like you do with parks and rec. You know, it's not anything like that, okay. but I will say that it it's, it comes at you fast and there's a lot of Canadian humor. So it's um, it, it takes a little while to just uh, to understand the words they're using and to start understanding kind of the lingo. Um, but I, I I don't think it's the sort of thing where you, if if you're four or five episodes in and it hasn't clicked yet, then it's you probably not going to click. You okay. know what I mean? Um, but I say give it at least a couple episodes before you pull the ripcord. Okay. That's it. That's what I got. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And Mike, mm -hmm. I say with at least some amount of confidence, I'm going to grab my relay block <laughs> and I am, I, I'm going to touch wood and knock wood. Uh, Hopefully I will see you this year, Mike. Yeah, we'll see. Did I just jinx it? I hope not. Probably. <laughs>